Hi friends, welcome to the Kansas City MomCast, a place to learn, connect, and grow in a relevant and intentional way. We're your hosts, Sarah and Megan. Join us as we interview experts in the field and hear from local moms just like you. This is a podcast for Kansas City moms by Kansas City moms. We know that your time is precious and we're grateful you've chosen to spend some of it with us. Thank you for being a part of the Kansas City Mom Collective community. friends. Happy to have you back for another episode. Today, we're talking about community, what it is and how to find it. We always hear the importance of it, but practically, how do you do it? Our guest today is Susan Brown, a full-time mom of three and the director of the program Building Better Moms. Susan is passionate about finding and building community. Whether it's in your neighborhood, your place of worship, your kid's school, or the Isles of Aldi, we are meant to do life together, and I agree. Susan loves to talk through the barriers that prevent us from making real connections and help us find an authentic community to make motherhood more fulfilling, more enriching, and more fun. And I will tell you, this interview was fun, so I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Let's get started. Hi, Susan. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yes, we're so glad. We're so glad to have you to have you here. And um, before we started recording, I was telling you that I am um, very, very passionate about finding community and building community. This topic is um, a personal one for me, for sure. So I'm really excited to talk to you about it today and for our listeners to hear kind of some of your story and kind of your thoughts and tips on finding and building community. So thank you. Yeah. Yay. I'm so happy. Yeah. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about, um, a little bit about you and then kind of how you got started with, um, building better moms, which is BBM. Absolutely. Um, so I have three daughters, they are 12, 10 and six. When I first started, um, staying home with my oldest daughter. I was the only person I knew who had a kid. I was the only person I knew who stayed home and it was lonesome. Yes. Um, I could find myself regularly cruising the aisles of target and I'd be like, Hey, I see you got diapers in your cart. You want to be my friend? (laughs) And I was desperation reeking. Yes. I just wanted somebody to be my friend and somebody to be in the same stage of life as me. Um, you know, I found some, some, outlets and connection points, ways that I could, um, just get out and do some things besides be at home with a baby who was not talking to me. And now that I have kids that are talking back to me, I crave those days where no one was talking. (laughs) Um, but I, um, found this organization building better moms and I joined looking for an intentional way to widen my circle. Um, Mm. Building Better Moms is based out of Church of the Resurrection in Leewood. It happens to be where we go to church on Sundays. There are 13 groups of moms in all stages of motherhood. So women meet throughout the year to build community, share time together. Um, I've always been in a morning group and we eat brunch together, which is glorious. The The afternoon and evening groups. It is. Anytime that you get to break bread with someone is fantastic. But when you get to do that as a mom and no one is needing their food cut up, Mm -hmm. it feels so special and magical. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And as our kids have gotten, as my kids have gotten older, it's been so fun to get to bring home fun new recipes and things that other women have introduced into my family um, just by sharing a meal together. And then we hear from a speaker specific to what is happening in our stage of motherhood. And then occasionally we complete service projects together, which also feels really special. Our service focus is um, kids in foster care. And as moms, we can really rally around that and find tons of um, opportunities to support kids who need the love of a mama in their life. So when I joined Building Better Moms, that was kind of how and why. And over the years, I have gotten more and more invested in finding community and I recognize how important it is. And then man, COVID. (laughs) If, If anything has ever proven to me that I was made to do life with other people, it was that time. Yeah. And having an opportunity and an intentional space where I could um, come together with other moms was so, so, so important to me. There are tons of organizations like Building Better Moms uh, where moms come together to share the ups and the downs. It's just so powerful to have someone walk alongside you in your motherhood journey and say, yep, I get it. Yeah. So you you just actually bridged perfectly into my next question. So in your opinion and from your experience, what are some of the benefits of community? I am very, very lucky. I have a very capable spouse. He's very involved in our family and with our kids. I'm lucky to be really close with my mom and my sisters. I have a lot of support in my, in my life. And I feel incredibly grateful for that. There are just things that I cannot talk to them about. Uh I, I'm an open book and I will tell anybody all the things mm-hmm. I try really hard not to talk to my husband about how much havoc has been wreaked on my undercarriage because of childhood. <laughs> That's just not a conversation we want to have. Yep. Yep. No, I my, hear that. I hear you. My sister who has third and fourth grade boys, she doesn't have a whole lot of sage wisdom and insight about middle school girl hormones. Yeah, There are just things that the best people in our lives that we are most close with, they aren't experiencing the same things that we're experiencing as moms. So having a community, having a wide community means that I have someone to ask when I need a recommendation for a good child therapist. It means someone brought me food when I had COVID two weeks ago. It means people notice when I'm not engaging in the world and -hmm. doing that thing that I think everyone does where we retreat into a dark place. Yeah. And Community means somebody notices that and they reach out a hand and pull me up. Yeah. And that's why community is so important to me. Yeah. I feel like we could do an entire podcast just on that. There's so many, so many benefits. Can you um can you talk to us about the importance of authenticity and being you said, you know, quote, being real in <laughs> friendships? And I feel like also, I feel like you and I, I don't know, I connect with you very strongly after hearing you speak at Bloom. <laughs> about um, just authenticity. And I'm the same way. I'm a complete open book. Probably rub some people the wrong way. That's fine. (laughs) Um, But I just don't see a point in not being that way. But I know, but that's also been a process for me too. Um, I wouldn't say I've like always been that way. So again, can you just talk to us about why that's important to be authentic, real, not necessarily an open book, but just to be real in friendships? Absolutely. I think that we 
as people have crazy high expectations for what friendships should be like. Real life friends aren't sitting at Central Park drinking coffee, waiting for us to drop by and tell us about our day. Yes. Real life friendships are hard and they take, and we're all living real lives outside of our friends. So it's important to set those reasonable expectations for what real friendships are. It's also really easy to fall into the rhythm of, yeah, everything's great. Uh But I can promise you never a bond has been made over, (laughs) yeah, my life is easy and great. (laughs) That's so true. That's so true. Every every person has something in their life that they are struggling with and that where they could use some love and support. Yeah. It's so important that we take time to get that love and support from people in our lives because being vulnerable tells that person, I care enough about you. I trust you enough to share mm-hmm. something that's hard in my life. Yeah. And then showing up for that person who is experiencing or sharing something difficult um, and walking alongside each other. Yeah. You know, maybe not to the stranger in the grocery store checkout line, <laughs> but when you feel like you're ready to deepen a real friendship, yeah, we, ha- we have to just go for it. Yes. Um, authentically sharing about what's going on. It usually takes one person to step out in with some courage and vulnerability, Yes, but it's like once that, once you hit that spot and one person is brave enough to share what's really happening in their life, then it's like the floodgates are open and you can be honest with each other. Yeah. There's, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I think that it's so easy to get in on that hamster wheel of everyone's life is perfect, but I'm going to tell you, no one's life is perfect. And I've met most of their kids. No one's kid is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All of our kids, all of our kids have a lot going on. And we, as parents are carrying that. Yeah. And it's a heavy, heavy load to carry. So if we can share that with other people, it's so important. I think about when we quit pretending that everything is beautiful all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like at the end of the night when you've been somewhere fancy and you had to wear like Spanx. Yes. And at the end of the night and you get to take those babies off and you just like peel them down and you can finally like catch a breath. Yep. Freedom. Sweet freedom. That sweet freedom. (laughs) is what it feels like to me yeah. to be honest about what's happening in my life. Getting to be, be honest about what's happening, have someone graciously say, I, I get it. I see you. And then, oh man, catch my breath and eat a cookie. That's how I feel yeah. about, about oh, sharing gosh. authentically. Yes. No, I totally agree. And I think, and I feel like this topic has been beaten to death, however, for a good reason. I mean, social media I just, I mean, I just can't half the time. I, I feel like maybe I can't remember if I talked to you about this at bloom or not. Um, but I'm telling you what, you guys, the mute and unfollow button are beautiful gifts from social media. If you're continually feeling down and it may, it's not necessarily anybody's fault, but if you're being adversely affected by comparison or feeling is just making you feel bad, unfollow the person, the account, like don't keep letting that stuff infiltrate your brain because you don't want to mute or unfollow, you know? Absolutely. Um, And I also think too, I also think we have a responsibility and I think some people would disagree with me on this and that is okay. I'm comfortable enough to say that's okay. Um, 
I personally feel like I have responsibility in what I put out on social media and thinking Mm -hmm. about how it could affect other people. Um, Now, if it's like my opinion, maybe that's a little different, but you know, if I'm taking a picture of my house or my kids, like I'm not going to clear off the table behind them before I take the picture. I just leave the trash everywhere. Mm -hmm. Little things like that. Um, I think make a big difference, especially in like the mom community online. So one of my very favorite Christmas cards, um, we have a group of friends, we have a couple of friends and they have three sons. Okay. So, I mean, getting three boys under 10 to pose <laughs> beautifully for a family yes. picture is yep. like a miracle. Yes. So, and I don't know if she does this every year, but I can remember one year in particular, I can still see it in my mind. The front of the card had like three really great pictures. They're all looking at the camera. No one is punching anybody or giving anybody a wedgie. Like they just look so sweet and well-behaved. And then the back side of the card says how this really went down. Oh, I love it. And it had like 50. It was like a collage of pictures of the kids and they're all yelling at each other and someone (laughs) is tripping someone. And like you can just see the reality of, Yep. That's right. Uh-huh. It took a hundred pictures for you to try and get these three reasonable pictures. Oh yeah. Thanks for, thanks for keeping it real sister. Cause yes. that is what it's about. I love that. That's amazing. Um, last thing I'll say on this and then we'll move on because this topic I just love, um, a book that popped into my head when you were talking about going first and being vulnerable in a friendship. Um, there's a book I've wanted to read. Have you read it? It's called share your stuff. I'll go first. No, but I have heard of it. I Okay, it was on my list, and I literally forgot about it until you literally said, like, something about going first. Um, it's by Laura Tremaine, T-R-E, mm-hmm. and then Maine, like the state. Tremaine, share your stuff. I'll go first. Um, and it's – I've heard great things. So if you feel like you need, like, a boost or a little background, um, that might be a good thing to look into. I'm definitely putting that on my list because I love a good book like that. Oh, yeah. Here here you go. I just pulled it up. 10 questions to take your friendships to the next level. Ooh. So, yeah. Drop one of those questions on one of your new friends next time you see them. <laughs> to the person at the <laughs> checkout line. To the, to the target checkout. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, when we're talking about friends, and I think yes. this, gosh, I feel like each one of these questions, I'm like, okay, I got to keep it short. Got to keep it short. Um, are all friends created equal? Absolutely not. I I think of friends as we make friends for a season, a reason, and to stay. And they're all super duper valuable. Um, I love that. I was thinking about, you know, when I said I didn't know anybody else who stayed home, I met a mom who... Her name was Danielle. She was so sweet. Our babies were like two weeks apart. We both had girls. Like they were destined to become best friends. And we would put our babies in strollers. And this is just how old I am. We would go and walk Metcalf South Mall. Oh, yeah. When that was still a thing. Oh, yeah. We would walk up and down Metcalf South Mall just to get steps in with our babies in strollers. We did that every day for two years. And then just kind of life happened. I had another baby. I think she started working and we just kind of fell apart in our friendship. I still look back on that friendship as it being very, very valuable and life-giving to me at that time. A friend of mine, Jessica and I were friends because our girls were on a softball team together. We could take turns dropping off and drive into practice. That friend for a reason 
is great. Doesn't mean that it's any less valuable. It's maybe not somebody I'm going to call on a Saturday night and be like, hey, you want to talk about how we're going to solve all the problems of the world. Yeah. But she's still a wonderful person that I feel grateful that she was in my life. Um, and then I was thinking about one of my dearest friends, her name is Audra, how she and I became close and I couldn't help but laugh. Um, when her second son was born, I took food to her the next day. I saw her at preschool pickup and she was vomiting (laughs) and she was nice enough to lie to me and tell me that she had a stomach bug, that it was not food poisoning that I had given to her. Gosh. But she became a friend to stay because uh-huh. we had been through, because she was nice enough to tell me. Because you poisoned her? Fib. Yeah, because I food poisoned her. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. That's a, that is a friend. That is a friend. <laughs> I, have a question, I have a question for you about the friends for a reason, a personal struggle. Yes. When you have those friends that are just in certain, I don't want to say certain season, because I know that's another, another category, so I don't want to mix up. But the friends for a reason, I really struggle with feeling like I need to maintain every friendship forevermore. And that is a lot to carry. I've gotten better at it, but like um, I had a mall walking friend as well. We walked Oak Park, Mm. ran into her not too long ago. And it was like this weird, awkward feeling inside of me of like, am I supposed to ask you to go hang out again? Like, but I haven't hung out with her in seven years. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Like, I, I think I struggle with not feeling like, I've held up my part of a friendship because we're not as connected anymore. But I think that's okay. I don't know. Counsel You're absolutely me. right. It is, it is okay to yeah. have a friend and then fall away from each other. It doesn't mean that you love each other any less or that yeah. the role she played in your life at that time is any less important. Yeah. Um, it just maybe wasn't a conducive stage of life to continue on in a friendship that with a friend that you don't see regularly. And I don't think that it has to be awkward. I, I am the person who tries to smooth everything over with humor that I haven't seen you in seven years, but I need you to know that you are still someone that I, that makes my heart happy. Yeah. Yeah. And that feels good to hear that, you know, so call it out and not like be like, Oh gosh, I haven't seen you in seven years. Let's pretend like we, like no time has passed. Yes. Yes. that's not that's not fair to either one of you. Yeah. Call it out and be yeah. honest about it that I haven't seen you in a really long time, but I'm so glad I got to connect with you and I'm like flooded with all of the good memories that we had together. It was so great seeing you. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you for the counseling session. <laughs> okay, so you talked about friends, friends for a reason. Okay, have you talked about, okay, well, no, you've described people from these other ones, but talk to us about, season and to stay. Any other thoughts on those? So the, my mall walking friend is who I would consider my friend for a season. Okay. Um, somebody who we were in the same stage of life and it worked well, but as we evolved into the next season, I had another baby. She went back to work. We found different opportunities to connect with other moms and have different kinds of community. And it doesn't, the value of that friendship doesn't go away just because the season has evolved. Um, and then friends to stay, there will be friends that are, you know, I, I, I have kids who are in elementary school and middle school as my kiddos move, as my oldest daughter went from elementary school to middle school, I find that I don't see those 
parents from elementary school the way that I don't see them in middle school because I'm like not cool anymore. So you have to take a super duper back seat when you have a middle schooler. Um, and that's okay. I think Mm -hmm. that those friendships are not meant to stay, but the friendships that you're willing to put in the work and, and be intentional about carving out time together. Those are the friendships that are there to stay. And honestly, I think we're lucky if we have one of those in a lifetime. It's so true. It's so true. I feel like the ones that are to stay to just for me feel so effortless. Yes. And that doesn't mean that you don't put in time to see each other or do things or connect, but it just feels so effortless with some friends and it's such a gift and people that just understand where you are and why you may be unavailable for two months. You know, it's just having that understanding is very, um, very helpful, at least right now for sure. Okay. So yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, you're fine. So many thoughts, so many thoughts. Okay. So kind of speaking to the season of life and just being in a general state of fog and exhaustion, (laughs) speak for Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think like as tired moms, it's really easy to sit back and just hope that friendships or community will find us, especially if, um, if your personality is more introverted or you're more content or you're more, um, like a homebody, and I'm not saying any of this negatively, just differently made. Um, why is it important to be like a, you call it a joiner? Yeah. Why can we not just sit back and be like, well, hope people find me and like me. (laughs) (laughs) That would be nice too. I think of, I think of introverts who my husband is an introvert and so he is my, be, so is mine. And I think, okay, I'm assuming you're an extrovert. Um, yes, I could talk, I could talk to a tree. I could I'm talk an extro- to, I say I could talk to a brick wall. Yeah. I am an extrovert. Extrovert. I make people who too. are extroverted feel introverted. Me too. Because me they too. just want me to stop. Yes. I, I feel you. I feel, but yeah, my husband's an, in, my husband's an introvert as well. He's scared half the time. So, I think that, and I think that there is a tremendous gift in knowing yourself that you do not feel charged in being um, around other people and that your, your cup gets filled back up when you are alone and reflective. That is fantastic to know that about yourself, but it's easy to, well, I don't really love to go to parties, so I'm just going to stay home. You don't have to be a go-to-a-party kind of person to build community and to find people who you care about and who care about you. I do think that it's so, so, so important to be a joiner because it's the only way that you're going to connect with people. If friends are walking through your living room, you might want to check on the locks on your house because that's not okay. (laughs) The random strangers are walking through your home. There are friendships that will happen organically and naturally. Somebody that you work with and you see them all the time and you can grab lunch together. Those kinds of relationships that are just formed out of convenience, they happen, but you still need to work at them and be intentional about connecting with that person. Um, When I was really looking for my mom community, I had to go to stuff. Even when it was awkward and uncomfortable, I can remember going to a play date. I had a baby in a stroller, like the, like, like the travel system. Like she still sat in a car seat cause she couldn't sit up. Yeah. She was not going to the playground to play. This was not about 
Yeah. So it's not about my baby. It was about me <laughs> looking for other people. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I'm sure there were a lot of moms that were like, why did you bring your infant to the park, weirdo? <laughs> she going to go because, down the slide or? Right. There was like, she's going to eat the mulch. <laughs> I, I was there for the mom community. Yeah. And I think that it's okay to, I think it's so important that we show up and put ourselves out there. Yeah. And I think you're not going to make any connections. Exactly. And I think it's, and I think it's so different from person to person of like what the best fit is for you. Cause I think sometimes just from conversations I've had, I feel like sometimes moms will try, you know, BBM or mops or like a larger organization. They don't feel like it's for them and it may Mm -hmm. not be for them. So to not stop there, like there are so many different ways to be in community with other moms that you don't have to be pigeonholed into one into one thing. And actually, I joined when my daughter was also in a stroller and a travel system thing. I joined a um, a mom group and it just was not, I just, and like I said, I can talk to a brick wall and it just, it didn't feel right. It wasn't the right fit. So I ended up um, quitting that one just at the end of the year, nothing dramatic, and then joined a different one. And then that was my one to stay for, I don't know, three years or so. Mm-hmm. So don't quit, you know. Um, Absolutely. And I think this, for me, the scariest thing, um, I didn't grow up in Kansas city and I feel like a lot of people did. Yes. You're you're speaking to one. So when I go to things, I feel like everybody there already has their people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they already know all the people they went to high school together and their parents all know each other. And then here I am just this weirdo with a kid in a stroller trying to make friends. So now as like a more seasoned, okay, I'll say it old mom, I go to stuff. I'm I'm rapidly moving in that direction. I am like constantly scanning the crowd who here isn't talking to someone. That's my person. Yeah. And I'm going to find that person and connect with her because I know how scary it is to go to something, to go to a story time or I any sort of activity where you feel like people are going in groups yeah, and you go by yourself, that's so scary to set, put yourself out there, but it's incredibly brave to do it. And I think when we're looking for one another, us mamas can find each other and connect. Yeah, definitely. Kind of to that point, can you talk to us a little bit about intentionality when it comes to community? What does that mean? Well, it friends, friendships just don't happen by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to put something on the calendar, you know, an organized group like BBM or MOPS or something like that, that has a set date mm-hmm. is really convenient because you have to put it on your calendar. And that's the time when we get together. I also love a standing date. Um, I know yeah. a group of women, they get together every single Monday, the first Monday of every month. That's yeah one night a month, that's not a huge commitment, but it's the same time, the same place, the same day. And if you can make it great, if you can't, don't worry about it. Yeah. So it's kind of how you have to do it. Right. Because otherwise you spend so much time trying to organize, well, who can be there? And then somebody's feelings are hurt because they couldn't be there, but we didn't schedule it around there. Yes. You know, kids soccer practice or whatever. If you just have a set date, Yes. Then who's there can be there. Um, 
I also love scheduling the next gathering before you leave. Yeah, I was going to say that too. I've been a part of a book club where we pick the book and we pick the date while everyone is there. Because as soon as everyone walks out the door, we have all moved on to the next thing and our calendar is already booked. So if we just, in two months, we're going to meet back here. And I think it's really easy to get caught up in that, well, we have to do something really fun or it has to be something really special or my house has to be really (laughs) clean and I have to cook really great food. Stop. No, you don't. No one is coming to inspect your house or eat your amazing food. They are coming to be with you because that's what friends are about. And you know what? If you have dust bunnies, you're going to make every mom there feel really, really safe. I love, I love people with trashed houses. It makes, it honestly brings me a lot of joy and store-bought food is where it's at friends. Store-bought food. I remember when I was, did not have kids yet. And my, um, good group of teacher friends at school, we would get together a lot. And once they started having babies, we would get together and they would start bringing store-bought things. And I remember thinking like, they're not like, making like anything from scratch anymore. Like I remember being so puzzled by that, but they figured it out quickly. Like don't make something, just pick something up on your way or don't bring anything at all. You know, you food poison one of your dear friends (laughs) and you figure it out pretty fast. No one's one's asking me to bring homemade food. (laughs) That word gets out. Mm. Actually, that's kind of a gift to you. It really is. It really was. It was, it was a gift to you because now you're off the hook forever. Forever. I'll bring I'll bring plates and napkins for yes, eternity. Yes. Oh my gosh. How can we um switching gears a little bit, how can we kind of like exercise like the muscle of letting others help us? This is absolutely hard. hard. So I mean, as a mom, we have people that we're responsible for. We only get to do things and build community and go out to dinner on the first Monday of every month if yeah. you have someone who can help you with your kids. Um, so it is really important that we let others help and step in when we want to go and do things like that. Um, I have, I mentioned, I've got three daughters. They all went to the same preschool and they have had the same nut free lunch policy for the entire time that we've been going there. So last year, after nearly nine years of packing nut free lunches, My husband goes to pack a lunch and he makes a Nutella sandwich. Oh. Well, first of all, you cannot let one of my children eat a Nutella sandwich in public because it looks like she's eating a poop sandwich. But also, (laughs) how does he not know that it's a nut-free school? Mm-hmm. And I'm totally blown away by this. And as mm-hmm. I'm like getting ready to mom explain this to him, yeah. Yeah. I realize I've never let him make a lunch. Yeah. And that's on me. I have done all of the work of making lunches for nine years and I've never let him in. So if I want to have help, I'm going to have to like be okay with every now and then my kid has a Nutella sandwich and I have to say, Oh, remember it's a nut free school. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to let some of that stuff fly. And I did not send the Nutella sandwich. I did explain to him <laughs> the end of the story. You, yes. I'm not, I'm not sending, um, allergens to, to the preschool, uh-huh. but I did have to take a step back and recognize that people can't help me if I don't let them help me. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it's like, I think the whole topic of help could, again, be a whole other podcast. Um, For sure. It's, is, it's just about practice. You have to practice yeah, letting practice. other people help you. And, and, and pretend that you don't notice when they get it wrong, when it's yeah. not allergy-ridden foods. But yeah. when it's something that you can let it go, you know what? Grandma parted her hair on the wrong, parted my little girl's oh, hair on the wrong yeah. side. We, That's we, okay. We deal with that in our family. <laughs> Drives my husband nuts, which is cracks. I'm like, listen, they kept them overnight and bathed them. I don't care if they come back looking wacko. I mean, it's just... It's a small we price a, to pay. We had a babysitter one time who left a gallon of milk sitting out on the counter. Um, I mean, and it was like ooh, a full gallon. Ooh. Yep. Yep. And I thought, you know what? That it's gallon of price. milk was was three or four dollars. We got yep. to have a date night. I'm yep. not gonna break up with this babysitter over no. this gallon of milk because no. talk on it, we need babysitters. <laughs> I know. It's small <laughs> price to pay. Yeah. Both of those. Yeah. And I think I think the whole topic of help, it can be broken into two parts. It's learning how to ask for help and not prescribing. What's the word I'm looking for? Attaching morality to that of like Mm. the quality of parent you are or the quality Mm -hmm. of wife or whatever. Um, Just asking for help outright when you need it and then accepting it when it's offered. I've got, I've definitely gotten better with that with um, just with sickness. Yeah. And through, through COVID has been a good practice of that. Um, you know, if somebody offers a meal, let them do it. You know, like unless I, it's me, don't accept unless it's me. unless it's Susan. Then you say, <laughs> you want Could you actually just pick up a a pizza? Just send us a Grubhub <laughs> gift card. We'll don't be good. Touch it. Actually, yeah, don't even bring food. Just send a gift card. Yep, yep, yep. Happy to do that for a hundred dollars. Oh my gosh, I'm dying. Uh, okay. Susan, we could talk all day. Any final thoughts or advice on finding and building community? Um, I would just say if you put yourself out there and look to connect with other parents, first of all, if you're in the Johnson County area, I have probably already chatted up this person that you are seeking out and been way more awkward than you are. So you're welcome. I've just gone ahead and (laughs) lowered the bar by being real weird. But I think it's so important that we find that community because it is magical to have someone else in your life who sees and understands what you're going through. The best of friends may not be able to offer that support for you. And that doesn't mean that they aren't wonderful friends. Just means that maybe you need a different season of friend right now and you can still maintain um, those powerful friendships that you've had for a really long time and just connecting with, uh, with a mom community is really powerful in helping each of us to just know how much we matter and what we do is so important, um, in the day to day, but also in the big picture. And I think that finding that community makes motherhood a lot more fun, a little bit easier and, makes it and all of that together makes it makes it really powerful oh yeah definitely susan thank you so much i feel like this absolutely it was my pleasure this needs to be like a 15 part series (laughs) (laughs) and well thank you for having me we're booked out through the rest of uh, 2023 (laughs) oh my gosh thank you so much you were wonderful thank you so much for having me it was great to chat absolutely thanks All 
right, friends, to close us out, um, what I am living in Kansas City right now, you guys, if you don't live in the Overland Park area, I'm going to tell you right now, this is worth the drive. The new Strang Park that opened, um, it's at 89th and Farley in Overland Park. It's right behind the Johnson County Library, you guys. It is the it is the coolest park. My kids, we've t- I've taken them twice. They are five and eight. I had to think about that. Um, there's a variety of ages there. There's just a lot to do and it's just a really cool new take on a park. Um, let's see, I pulled up a list here of kind of what, what there is to do. Um, it underwent a $3 million renovation. So major, major renovation. Um, it has a 30 foot tower and slide sensory tunnel, climbing nets, trampolines. They're like in ground trampolines cornhole and checkerboard tables. Um, it's just a cool looking park. There's a darling little area for toddlers and babies. It's this really cute little house. Um, and one of my favorite things is there is, there's a coffee shop over there that I can't speak to yet. It's called Bear Necessities, spelled like B-E-A-R. Um, there's a coffee shop right over there that I want to check out that's new. And then you've got your McDonald's there that has, um, that has the indoor play, go on Wednesdays, use your app, buy one, get one free happy meals. Um, and then the library is right there. So you could easily go and make a whole morning or afternoon or weekend um, time of checking out the park, hitting the library, and then getting either coffee or a muffin or um, or McDonald's. So anyways, that's my favorite thing. I highly recommend you go. Um, and then obviously the coolest thing about Strang Park is that it's Overland Park's first all-inclusive park. So it's a lot of it is um, wheelchair accessible, accessible for a variety of ability levels. Um, and I just think that's awesome. So go check it out. And um, I will see you guys next time here on Kansas City MomCast. Thank you again for spending part of your day with us. We would love for you to share this podcast with other Kansas City moms, as well as rate and review, as this helps others find us. We would also love to hear from you, whether it's to share what you loved about today's episode, an idea for a future topic, or just to tell us how you're doing. We are here for you. You can email us anytime at kcncpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time on another episode of Kansas City Momcast.